a production of Word South, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. More than a year into the pandemic, what are some telcos still doing to help uh, members and customers respond? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Word South, and I'm joined on this episode by Christy Peterson, who is a marketing and PR manager at Minburn Communications in Iowa. Christy, thanks for joining me. Well, thank you, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here. So uh, Christy comes to us today. Um, well, I'm not sure exactly the timing on this podcast, whether it will come out after the miniseries has started, but uh, Christy was uh, sent my way for this podcast after uh, Carrie Huckabee, who is the host of our new miniseries, Journey, uh, looking at the customer experience. Uh, but um, Christy's boss, Deb uh, Luke, is going to be on that miniseries. If you've not had a chance to listen to um to that yet if it's out so if you have a chance make sure that you check out that podcast it'll be in the same feed it's a six episode series looking at um, the customer experience and how rural telcos across the country are putting that together um carrie huckabee is the host of that one she's great the podcast is great i think you're gonna love it so christy we've got the commercial out of the way it's time uh, that we can talk about what we're here to talk about today which is the way that you guys responded um to the covid pandemic and i guess are still responding Excellent. Yes. Well, even though we're a year after when the pandemic actually began, I know that we're all still feeling the impacts of what that uh, did to our economy and to our business operations. Um, Definitely. Definitely. And one of the things uh, right off the top, one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, there's been a lot of talk um, here in uh, this spring about uh, stimulus um, checks coming out. And, um, you know, it's been stimulating the economy has been a big uh, piece of uh, the government response. But you guys had your own um, stimulus program or or that you guys were doing for uh, for your folks as well. Absolutely. So after uh, we saw our local businesses having to close our brick and mortar locations, um, we reached out to them to ensure that we were going to continue their connections so that if they didn't have a voicemail service or if they weren't needing the amount of bandwidth that they were subscribing to because of the lack of their, um, you know, being in the office, we offered them solutions to uh, help keep them connected with either a new voicemail account or reducing their bandwidth speed or putting them on a furlough plan. That was very well received by those business customers. They were very appreciative when they were able to reopen their doors, you know, people were still reluctant about going out. And those local businesses are some of our bread and butter. If they're not surviving, then that is a direct impact to our bottom line. So a a unique way that we thought we could help, in addition to the service offering, was to give our own employees a stimulus each week Uh, employees were given $15 to spend at any one of our local businesses just to help spar some of that economy on their behalf. 
So that meant they could go to the local grocery store and, uh, you know, make their purchases during the week. They could go to the restaurants and um, little coffee shops, if you will, and uh, support their activities and spending that $15 where the company was reimbursing and giving back to the community then. I love that because not only does that help the businesses, it's kind of a nice little uh, perk for your employees to keep them happy when, you know, there was is trying time for everybody. I, I really like that idea. I really like that approach. Can we get into the mechanics of that a little bit? How did that work? Were there gift cards or was it like a, you know, stipend that showed up on their paychecks? What are, how did that work? Right. We implemented really, really quickly. And essentially, we just communicated the opportunity for each employee to receive this $15. And they would proceed in, in making their purchase directly. And then they just had to submit receipts every week to our accounting department and then would be reimbursed for those expenses. Um, so, that's it was very easy to manage. It just became, uh, you know, expense reimbursement that we could code and track directly to our our COVID um, financial. Uh, what do I want to call it? You know, GL account, if you will. Yeah, that's a smart way to do it, and a lot simpler than um, you know having to give out dozens of, of fifteen dollars gift cards every uh, every week. So that's, I think that's a smart way to do it. Yeah, we didn't want to control where the customers were spending those dollars. And those purchases, I would say the majority of them went to a lunch, right? Sure. But we have a couple little clothing boutiques um, that are locally owned as well. And so some of us gals took advantage of making some purchases there and, and utilizing those dollars, which was also a lot of fun. Um, I believe maybe some maintenance on vehicles was also utilized okay. with our local mechanic. Um, and the feedback that we got from those community members was just overwhelming. We even received um, kind of kudos or acknowledgement from our mayor in Woodward. That was very encouraging to hear, you know, positive feedback and that positive word of mouth is just, you know, advertising and PR that you can't pay for. Absolutely. And that, that goodwill I'm sure is, is continuing on. And um, yeah, I mean, did you talk about an impact when, when folks really needed something like that? Now, one of the other things that you guys did was try to help find the at-risk folks and and kind of step out there and, and find some of the folks that you thought might be in a little bit of trouble. That is true. So we did participate in a lot of the federal and state programmings that were available, you know, the PPP, and, and we had some CARES Act funding available through our state. Um, and of course, our customers were eligible to, you know, receive the stimulus. Customers who were in the service industry who weren't allowed to come in and work were pretty much um, furloughed and or let go, if you will. And they were at risk for not being able to afford to pay for some of these services, including their internet and their um, TV and, and phone connections. So we took it upon ourselves to develop our own pandemic plan for Minburn Communications. And basically it was for any of those at-risk customers who were um, not able to pay uh, and or were in a financially impacted COVID situation. What we offered was a six month program to reduce those costs 
it was applicable to the broadband and to our phone service, the essential service. We did not allow it for our video, um, but we reduced that monthly fee for six months. And through that whole transition on uh, when customers were offered this program in, I believe it was August when we implemented it, uh, we now have customers who are back and paying their regular price and we're very appreciative and we were only um, at risk and or lost one customer uh, due to not being able to continue the services. So we were very pleased with what we were able to provide. It also gave those customers who had kids who were learning remote or if they were required to work from home, an opportunity to readjust, if you will, because a lot of them had to up their speed. Sure. And we helped them work through what that meant. You know, they were calling with trouble saying, you know, we're dropping or, or it's slow or we're seeing a lot of latency. Well, helping to educate them on why that was happening with all of this bandwidth usage and that they needed to increase their bandwidth take um, was uh, an also strong point and component. We are 100% fiber, so it was a very easy transition for us to make. That helps. Customers. Yep. Absolutely, it does. And um, it was crazy to see that broadband consumption, whereas typical peak hours, you know, late afternoon, you know, evening hours, you would expect, and our um, usage almost stabilized at high rates and peaks, you know, throughout the day. So it was, you know, not only an impact on them, but an impact on our bandwidth as well. So I believe it. I mean, right here at, at our house, we had two folks working from home and one child schooling from home. So all day long, I uh, I could certainly see that being the case. Now, Absolutely. with the good work that you guys were doing, and I, I like both of those approaches, the results there are, are pretty remarkable to only have the one um, disconnect, like you said, or the one um, person who wasn't able to come back. Um, you got you guys got some pretty good recognition um, from the SBA for the, the work that you guys were doing. Uh, do you mind telling us a little bit about that? You bet. We did. Little did we know that others were really watching outside of our community. Um, the SBA had reached out to our state association, the Iowa Communications Alliance, knowing that, you know, the issues that people were having with not getting a reliable broadband connection, they were seeking um, stories or um, examples of how telecommunication companies in rural communities like ours had utilized the Paycheck Protection Program funding from the SBA to help support broadband expansion and or connections. When the SBA contacted the state association, they immediately referred them to Minberg Communications. And we were pleasantly surprised to receive a phone call from them uh, requesting an interview. Well, not every day do you get a call from the SBA wanting an interview to validate right. how you've used federal funds, right? right? So you have to put on your, um, what, media relations cap and, you know, make sure that you are fully understanding their intent before you give them a story. And so I dove into it a little bit and learned very quickly 
that they really truly were looking at the unique ways in how we've implemented those funds and what those PPP dollars enabled us to do. So we gave them that interview and it was a lot of fun. And we shared the fact that the PPP dollars allowed us to purchase the um, safety equipment for all of our technicians that we necessarily didn't have. So that included full suits and of course the protective gloves and, and face mask and foot gear, so on. It gave us also the opportunity to create new operational procedures that allowed our technicians to continue to serve our customers in a safe manner. Um, we rebranded um, for temporarily our tagline, which is delivering world-class connections with a hometown touch, but we modified that to world-class connections with a hometown no touch. So oh, it was like a it. fun spin that customers recognized and um, the SBA really thought that was a fun twist as well. Nice. They, well uh, done. Yeah. So, and, and that's good. And I, I know that you have um, a little bit of background um, in agency work and in media relations, but um, what are some things that you learned through that process? Because it's awesome when you get recognition like this. And like you said, you you guys weren't really expecting it, just kind of came out of nowhere. But when you get a call like that asking for an interview and uh, you know, what are some of the things that either you learned this time or advice you would have for other folks where, you know, not necessarily crisis communications, but if something, uh, if you have a chance to tell your story in a positive way, um, as you guys are doing um, with the SBA uh, attention, is there anything you learned along the way or any advice you would pass on to folks if, if something like that comes their way? Absolutely. Um, number one, seek first to understand why they're calling and what the intent is. And always remember that you they are at your mercy because they are wanting your information. And it is very imperative to understand why they want this information and how they're going to use it. So, you need to rethink how the conversation happens instead of them being the interviewer. You need to wear that hat and be the interviewer to dig deep into um, the why. Once you discover that, it's also okay to take a step back and say, okay, now I understand what you're seeking. I would like to see a list of your questions prior to giving you that interview. So that gives you some time to prepare um, especially if it's not a crisis situation. And, right. and that way you can feel, um, you know, you know exactly where that conversation flow is going to go and you have more control on the content that's being delivered. And finally, I always ask, it's not always granted, but I always ask for an opportunity to review the story or article prior to it being um, disseminated or published. Um, most of the time with uh, interviews when it's non-crisis, they will give you that chance to um, at least listen or um, edit for any true inaccuracies. That's not always true with local press and, and um, sure. you know, your media. But so far, things like, you know, partners like the SBA, they were always very willing to work with us. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to, they took doesn't our hurt story to ask. Yeah, they took our story and pushed it out on a state level. 
And then it actually was picked up again during the National Small Business Week on a regional level. And we then were um, contacted by additional media for further storytelling. So it really grew some legs for us. We were excited with the exposure. I bet. And that's a great way, you know, that lets your your um, your membership, or your customers know um you know, the, what you guys are doing is being recognized. It makes your employees feel good for getting that attention. There's, it, I mean, it just benefits all the way around there. Um, I'm sure. So, well, yeah. I appreciate you sharing all that with us. Is there anything else that you wanted to discuss with the pandemic response or anything you guys have coming up in the future or in the works that you wanted to share right now before we wrap up? Well, we don't have anything in the works right now, but I think the thing that saved us the most throughout all all of this was being very nimble to change um, and being very responsive to um, the change that came with that. That was from our staff, from the management, and we, we were... We, we had a fantastic year last year because we were nimble and receptive to the dynamic of how our operations were moving. And you can't fight it, so you might as well figure out how to make it work for you. So. That sounds like good advice that uh, anybody in the marketing and communication space can, can definitely take to heart. So, uh, Christy, thanks for joining me. You bet. I appreciate it. Thank you. She is Christy Peterson, the Marketing and PR Manager for Menburn Communications in Iowa. I'm your host, Andy Johns with WordSouth. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company.